So today is January 1st, 2023, and we are going to do a prayer day. And I have been guided to get out all of these spiritual books, which is so surprising because I'm not, I don't read books, and I seem to have a lot of them. Even this Yogananda book, I didn't even know I had anything of Yogananda. Isn't that so interesting? And so we start with A Course in Miracles. So nothing in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place means anything. Now look slowly around you and practice applying this idea to whatever you see. This table doesn't mean anything. This chair doesn't mean anything. This hand doesn't mean anything. This foot doesn't mean anything. This pen doesn't mean anything. The door doesn't mean anything. The body doesn't mean anything. The lamp doesn't mean anything. That sign doesn't mean anything. That shadow doesn't mean anything. So Jesus isn't trying to get us to not care about things. It's about allowing us to remove what we've made things mean it's all of our judgments he's asking us to to come to him in spirit and allow us to get to know his love for us and it's in knowing his love for us that we know the love of god i can remember um, being on the floor crying with my ex-business partner as i was reliving some past life trauma and she told me to to focus on Jesus and because I just kept seeing his beautiful face like right there in front of me while I was trying to go into these horrible memories and she said what does it feel like to have somebody love you like that and then that just made me cry even more because for a long time we don't feel worthy of that love and so we push it away and that's why we are more afraid of our, our goodness and our grace than our ego or our evil. It's easier for us to, to deep dive into those shadows and, and play and dance in that darkness. Opening to a random page on this book is about using our menstrual <laughs> cycle to do moon magic. Um, the earth is also a lunar being. Our entire world is undulating in this lunar wave, swaying and moving with her dark and light rhythms. Okay, so I see why we've been guided towards this book. Many plants also have a lunar cycle. Gardening by the moon was once a central feminine art to grow food that is in harmony with the cycles of life. Seeds swell with water during germination, and the maximum intake of water happens at the full moon and the new moon, following the creative powers of the moon. Honeybees live in a lunar consciousness. My daughter lives in a lunar consciousness because she's a reflector. So she cycles once a month where we cycle once a day, most of us. If the honeycomb has a north-south alignment, the hive is most active on a full moon. 
if their honeycomb is east to west alignment, they fly out on the new moon. Bees, always mythically sacred to the goddess, flow with the rhythms of the lunar cycles. Owls, who are considered to be magical totems of femininity, also follow the lunar rhythms from making mating calls on the full moon to humming on the new moon and ovulating and laying eggs in tune with the moon cycle. The moon is a magnetic force. It influences our psyche and soul of the feminine being, often represents the unconscious, no matter what our gender is. The more untouched this aspect of our being is, the more extreme our reactions Mm. are to the moon's magic and menstrual blood. The moon is calling us to be with her gentle rays because we have forgotten the soft glow of her light and the dazzling reflective brightness of the feminine magic she brings into our psyche. Lunar magic reconnects to the moon cycle. Gaze directly into the sky and receive the lunar ray on the full or new moon. The lunar trinity, the lunar magic works with symbolic powers of three, rebirth, new moon, a time to start new projects, just like it is on January 1st. Make your intentions, charge your crystals, meet a new lover on the full moon, a time to make commitments, celebrate life, do money magic, visit sacred sites on the dark moon, a time to rest, let go, a time alone or in reflection, do astral work. If you menstruate, note the day of the moon time, the start and what astrological house the moon falls in on that day. Often we bleed with with a specific energy of the star's wisdom. I've noticed that with myself. Beautiful. Is there any other books you're being drawn to? It's on the labor over there, so I And I, I have no idea where this book even came from. Like, I have chills. Just like the Yogananda book. Hearing 77. Mm. Maybe. Maybe it's in that book. Maybe. So I just turned to 126. It says, embrace your sensuality. Free your sexuality. It's a nine. Create privacy. Mm. Sensuality is about indulging and fulfilling in the five senses. Taste, touch, hearing, vision, and smell. When we focus on any of our five senses, we automatically bring ourselves to the present moment. That is so true. I always tell people that when they're having trouble getting in their body to go and wash their hands and place the soap on their hands and focus on what that feels like for the soap to wash over their hands. It's literally impossible to smell a rose and worry about the future at the same time. (laughs) That is because our brains process millions of bits of data all the time. 
Yet sensory information is priority. But whenever we indulge in the senses, our brains can't help but become present to the experience. Mm. We learn early that being present provides an opportunity for embodiment, which comes from pleasure. So if we don't just smell the rose, but we invoke the pleasure from it, we have an immediately created a space where we are in the present moment and fully embodied. Mm. As doulas, which we are, birthing the spirit into man, this is an amazing trick to use in labor. Yes, this is so true. When we see a mom's resisting a gate, looking to avoid, numb, or run away, <laughs> or needing pain meds. We can offer her a scent or a taste or a beautiful image and she immediately returns to herself and can face that gate and experience and can be an, a great addition to your energetic birth plan. You can help your birth partner get back into their body when you pop out. Other benefits of sensuality, just like, um, like I'm hearing sacred touch, but you know, um, tickling somebody's arm or just bringing them back to their body in some way with touch. Well, other benefits of sensuality is to focus our attention on something pleasurable, like a piece of dark chocolate, unless you don't like chocolate like me, <laughs> melting in their mouth and have them focus on that versus the painful sense unless they start to use that as a coping mechanism. So everything can be used as medicine or as poison. So if we give ourselves pleasurable and sensual experiences in labor, not only can we minimize painful mm. sensations, but we can also increase ox oxytocin, natural epidural, that's so true. That's why when I was having orgasms during birth, from having cervical orgasms, I didn't need pain meds, but I thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't understand, because nobody told me, oh yeah, it's possible to birth through orgasm, which makes labor much more manageable. And when we are in pleasure, we want to stay in pleasure, which makes it much easier for us to stay embodied. To free our sexuality, there's a strong unspoken taboo in our culture that birth isn't sexual, nor should it be. Jeez, I literally just said that. <laughs> we also have the same judgment on motherhood, that a mother should be, shouldn't a Madonna, this must be a different Madonna than I am thinking about, and have no sexual <laughs> desire or appeal. <sighs> the patriarchy the underlying and often subconscious system in our culture that values masculinity over femininity can't accept the fact that birth is inherently sexual and mothers are too. Yes, they are. That is why I've been guided to never hide my, my sexuality from, from my channel, from my work, you know, the way that I dance. Um, just the way that I am. Um, 
It is so much a part of the work and the person that I am. Because we are influenced by the world that we live in, as women, we've disconnected our sexuality from our experience of birth and motherhood to abide by the cultural norms. But this truly does us a disservice, not only in terms of our embodiment, but also in terms of our sexual sovereignty. Why should an experience that revolves around sexual organs not be sexual? We are so disconnected from ourselves that we would rather have a painful birth than a sexual one. The collective would say, but as birth workers, we want to shout hell no. The idea of an orgasmic birth seems so far out of left field. I swear to God, I've never even seen this book. I definitely, like, wow. It's so, wow. The idea of an orgasmic birth seems so far out of left field for many of us that we don't even consider the possibility. But the truth is, I am living truth of this. When you are embodied, you can access, you have access to the whole world of experience that are otherwise out of reach. And one of the most effective ways of becoming embodied is through sexual activation. If you are willing to be sexual throughout your labor, wow, I have full tails, and have more opportunities to be embodied and experience pleasure, but you have to give yourself permission first, absolutely, and face any personal or collective shame. Like I was feeling shame because I didn't know that it was allowed, so I kept going into the bathroom to have these orgasms. Because I didn't want anybody to see me or think that something was wrong with me or like that it was weird that I was having an orgasm. It is a great idea to set aside time for some connection with your partner, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend during labor. Making these sexy moments of intimacy and connection a priority has been proven to reduce pain, which always helps with embodiment. If privacy is an issue and you don't want to go full, go the full Monty, these intimate moments can be done in a bathroom. <laughs> Shut <What>? up. <laughs> oh my God. I seriously says that. Right here. In a bathroom. Oh my what? God. Or behind a closed door as described below. And a bathroom is spiritual cleansing. Achieving a sense of safety is key to feeling the full pleasure of embodiment. After all, you probably had privacy to become sexual and make a baby. You may want to recreate that atmosphere in your labor. We often encourage this in labor and have found that moms who engage in sexual expression tend to feel happier about the birth experience sexy birth oxytocin birth and the baby actually comes out feeling safe and fully connected and happy birth tends to be an experience where there are many witnesses nurses birth partners family members doctors so we are aware of the fact that as we labor we are being watched and that's okay it is okay 
we can make space wow and it says megan was no. pushing out her baby Stop. within two hours megan was pushing out her baby well this can sometimes be a block to our embodiment because what if it's like i wrote this book on a different timeline and i'm talking about my daughter the song. oh my god it's called labor of love and it's all about mary and what she went through and talks about the moon this sometimes blocks our embodiment because we are afraid of looking a certain way. Because, let's face it, pleasure in our society is something that happens behind closed doors, which is so ridiculous. We should be sharing that, you know, like in a respectful and graceful way. But um, I think it's so silly when you I see partners that are so afraid to like kiss their partner in front of their children or like you know um touch them or you know just be loving towards them i'm like when you when you hide that away and you make it separated and and secretive you're not teaching the child what healthy love looks like you're not teaching them um that that's okay to bring it to the light and that you're also showing them that they're they were created in a in a shameful way. Could you imagine being at a restaurant as a woman was orgasmically indulging in cheesecake, moaning <laughs> as she twirls the spoon around her tongue in delight? I feel like I've done that before. <laughs> Most people would feel mortified or even she is not doing anything sexual except for eating with pleasure that is because they still feel uncomfortable with the woman enjoying pleasure in our society mm. <laughs> oh. so now imagine a pleasurable birth experience all that shame comes into the birth space as a doula we often create as much privacy as possible for the laboring mom to reduce the levels of shame or judgment or like what I like to do is work with them to process and overcome the shame and judgment before they even get into that birthing room. Levels of shame and judgment projected from bystanders. This way the mom can labor in pleasure as she pleases without the grave of modesty ready to come smashing down another great doula trick to get privacy is just getting naked you'll see how fast the room clears out when there's a naked woman laboring in her full glory no one will come until you ask them to that is so true wow okay so what what song did you just find oh, and it's all about mary so it was not a silent night there was blood on the ground you could hear a woman cry in the alleyways that night on the streets of david's town and the stable was not clean and the cobblestones were cold and little mary full of grace with the tears upon her face had no mother's hand to hold mm. it was a labor of pain it was a cold sky above but for the girl on the ground in the dark with every beat of her beautiful heart it was a labor of love Noble Joseph by her side, callous hands and weary eyes. There were no midwives to be found on the streets of David's town in the middle of the night. So he held her and he prayed, shafts of moonlight on his face, but the baby in her womb, he was the maker of the moon. 
and he was the author of The Faith That Could Make Mountains Move. It was a labor of pain. It was a cold sky above. But for the girl on the ground in the dark, with every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor of love. For little Mary, full of grace, with the tears upon her face, it was a labor of love. Wow. Beautiful. So you were attracted to the Keys of Enoch, and you said 77. And the first thing that I see is the Great Pyramids. Um, this is on 76. Um, but it's announcing Christ's light, higher evolution. So I'm, And then it says 131919. And you just said it was a nine day. So I was told that higher evolution in working with the grid structure of the Great Pyramid used this formula to coordinate the Great Pyramid with the other grids of light. The formula includes the following mathematical arrangements. 1 and 3, 1, 1, 1, 9, 3, 9, 9, 1, 9. The Great Pyramid, and then it says 22. The Great Pyramid is once again being activated to coordinate with other grids on this planet. Come on. Ah! Come when on. this is completed, wow, that's why this every day. The grids will be opened to the heavenly Jerusalem. Okay, and Whoa, I just. I'm feeling so. And I just right read that. Um, my archetype is literally the bridge between heaven and earth. And you just read about Mary giving birth. We will no longer be earthbound, but will pass through the magnetic field of change. We will once again partake in the story of the Exodus. The, the biblical Exodus is a micro astrophysical and astronomical model that the enlightened children of God will use on their journey towards the greater universe. For only the children of God have the consciousness of the primordial innate so that they can join the Lord's light mm. in the regions of the sac the region of the higher star evolution mm. in the surviving the earth's diminishing light life zone as man begins to unlock the mysteries of the great pyramid in relation to the biblical teaching he will understand why enoch told me that within the great pyramids within a different energy field the biochemical function of the body of moses and jesus can be found <sighs> for they are the two highest incarnations manifestations of Jehovah within the present cycles. Enoch said they are within the pyramids to show that the pyramid is the, the Ibn Shatiya, the foundation stone or the resonant eye for soul manifestation connecting the office of the Christ with this planet. And when the pyramids is reactivated, they will return as the capstone. They will return to demonstrate the 
scientific and spiritual unity. I literally yeah, just talked about on, this. Dude. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Of the ascended masters. Oh, I have full chills. Okay. <gasps> In this fulfillment of the prophecy, Moses and Jesus will return with Uriel, the creator of the inner light, Metatron. <laughs> the creator of the outer light and Michael the creator of the local universe wow. Wow. Oh, <laughs> for this is the return of the programmers who do the w- father's will of ingathering the righteous from the earth who will be graduated to go to other light life worlds thus the christ consciousness will indwell in the consciousness of man who is centered within the pyramid for only he will be able to leave his physical primordial life zone behind he will be able to take the exodus across the Red Sea, the light vibration of his sun system into the sea of the crystal, into the land of Israel, the land of the consciousness of light, which freely serves the Father in the many mansions, worlds of light. And the physical pyramid in Egypt is part of a single energy grid system that connects with the land of Israel. (gasps) Enoch explains that just as Egypt, oh my God, this is why Megan, not my daughter, but my old roommate, she said that she came to Sedona and she bought this book and she didn't know why she spent so much money on this book. But then she opened it and she couldn't read it because it was like, Because some people will not be able to read this. Mm-hmm. It will it will look so foreign to them that they won't be able it's to. It's so on point. For right. This. And so she said all she knew was that she had to bring it to me in Montana and give it to me. And she mm-hmm. knew that I would be able to read it. And then we went to Egypt. I never read it. I just looked at it and was like, oh, yes, I can read this. This is the first time you're reading it? This is the first time I've opened this book and actually, like, I've, I've read... Like the, the, no, like I, like these little, okay these little, like little, our universe was created out of light, you know, like these little things, but I've never opened the book and read the words. Yeah. We're on 77 now. (sighs) Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) So good. <sighs> like Thank my whole you. body Thank is you. activated right now. And this whole rain thing. I know, right? Such a blessing. The water. The water. And it's and money's you, coming. Too. And and that's why you keep being attracted to um, breast milk. Because you being the dragon, the primordial mother. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Hurrah. It's connected to the breast, to the mother, to the milk. The physical oh pyramid in Egypt is part of a single energy grid that connects with the land of Israel. Enoch explained that Egypt contains the architecture of the physical astronomical pyramid of the man's destiny in space. Israel contains 
the spiritual <clears throat> architecture of the pyramid in its scripture of the Torah gives man the ability to fashion the primordial capstone of light consciousness within his body. For this is the necessary completion of his body if he is to merge his spiritual energy with the Christ light of the higher evolution. That's why that the light came out of the pyramid the yeah. last day when we went back. And, and yeah. that man was like, excuse me, what were you guys doing up there? Why did that light come out? When the scripture of Israel is combined, oh my God, and... Megan was literally reading the Bible in the king's chamber. Like she wow. activated and that's what set it off. And I, I was like taking wow. pictures of her. She went to each corner and she was reading scripture out loud. Wow. And then that's when I, and I that's was going and I, and I was like activating everybody like individually. Uh -huh. And then that's when that birthing started happening within me. And I was like, wow. grab, grab Jennifer. And I was like, we're supposed to do something. And then that's when all that stuff happened. It's all connected. That's so cool. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh that my god. So good. Thank you, Spirit. Oof. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so oh my god. Okay. For this is a necessary completion of his body to merge with the spiritual energy of Christ's light of the higher evolution. When the scripture of Israel is combined with the primordial architecture of Egypt, the consciousness, the consciousness pyramid and the physical pyramid of earth will become as one total unity. Seven chakras, the seven churches in the Bible, everything seven, that is seven is perfection, seven is completion. So if you're that pure vessel that God is shining through, like you're, people are going to see the wholeness of you. I'm hearing nine because it's one below and one yeah, above. Yeah. But everything in the Bible and Revelation talks about there's so many sevens and it's just a completion. I think nine is nine is also completion, right? But I think it's... Well, the, nine is perfection. Seven is yeah, completion. Yes. Yeah. So, so you think about the pyramid, you being the pyramid. Yeah. So when the scripture of Israel is combined with the primordial architecture of Egypt, the consciousness pyramid of the physical pyramid of earth will become as total unity. The primordial unity explains why Joseph as the offspring of Jacob and Jesus were initiated into the pyramid of egypt and why moses was instructed in all visions of egypt acts 7 22 under their leadership the race of israel created in egypt under the command of who was educated in all the wisdom of the egyptians that's right because he was adopted and was powerful in speech and action but remember, he also was a stutterer, so he, he his throat chakra. Their leadership of Israel created in Egypt under the command of Jehovah was to go forth to demonstrate the unity with the father and mother elements of the physical and spiritual birth and rebirth. 
This has been the process of the old program being brought to completion. In the new age, we will go beyond the plan planetary level of evolution into the myriad star kingdom kingdoms of the infinite way the reprogramming of the physical consciousness will take place in the 12 major crystalline regions around the earth these 12 major regions are all focused towards the great pyramid which is the central alignment for the major star position controlling the geomagnetic grid of the earth into these 12 primordial regions the capstone of life will come down to into the 12 primordial regions the capstone of light will come down to complete the changing of the spiritual hierarchy this will be the time when the 12 tribes oh, oh my god the 12 twi- the 12 tribes like are here i've seen them i literally when you go out to to posse grounds you can see the 12 tribes oh wow okay oh, this will be the time when the 12 tribes of the physical Israel and the 12 and the 12 consciousness level of the spiritual Israel will unite around <clears throat> each manifestation of the Ibn Shatiya. When you understand the grid structure of the earth, you will see how the Great Pyramid is the central cornerstone within the New Jerusalem. And I literally said a year ago that, or two years ago, that. Sedona was going to be the new Jerusalem, which connects the primordial capstone of the Merkaba vehicle under the order of Melchizedek with the 12 consciousness light zones on this planet. Before this comes to pass, the Great Pyramid will be decoded and Mm -hmm. all previous primordial sciences from the... The squaring of the circle, distant star position, that's, mm. will be understood in relation to the cosmic pyramid of Orion and the cradle model of our universe. The Pleiadians, which governs the higher timepieces, the cosmic clocks, the mathematical mm. harmonies coded within the Great Pyramid, created an invisible timepiece of the higher evolutionary movements as the clock placed on the face of the Great Pyramid. I need to say mm, the Pleiades, it's the seven sisters, the seven sisters of creation. That's what they're speaking about. The, so, and then now it's talking about the solar movement are tied together in the great procession of the equinox the 26,000 year cycle, which, yeah, okay, so that's, and that's right where we are right now. Wow, okay. The cradle and throne of our consciousness, cycles of creation, is given in four codes of physical pyramids. Okay. So, 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. 